It's Storm and Ricardo bringing you the netballing moments that matter. Center Pass in focus on SENZ. Welcome in to Centre Pass and Focus on SCNZ. Manaya filling in for Ricardo and along me is the Centurion, the most embarrassed woman in all of New Zealand radio right now, Storm Purvis. Mate, congratulations on the ton. Oh, Raise your bat. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. This is the last day we're going to talk about it. I knew <laughs> I couldn't get away from it until Tuesday night. Oh. Once Tuesday night's done, I'm out. Oh. No more. As soon as you walked in, um, Carmo was walking out and he said, <laughs> as soon as he saw you walk in, he thought, I saw she played her 100th game. Incredible. People uh, must be so confused, I reckon, if you don't follow the sport closely. But wait, she's that Didn't girl, she? Didn't she retire I a couple years ago? And don't they make jokes about her being, like, but hang you on. know, old and retired? The knees. And now she's <laughs> back out there. It's, it's so exciting for every uh, listener of this show. I want to know, because I know you've been in this, um, you know, you've sort of been on call for, you know, most of the season. Mm, kind of, yeah. I would like to know how this whole process works. So you've been called before. Um, and for various reasons, either the game ended up getting scrapped because of COVID um, or whatever other reason, you weren't able to make it. When when did you get the call? Who was it? How did it go down? Uh, so every time I get the call, I try and go through every excuse I can think. Yeah. And then I try and get out of it. And then eventually when the one I finally said yes to, which was weeks ago, didn't happen, I was like, sweet, that's the you know world telling me it's not dodged supposed it. to be. I've dodged it. It's fine. <laughs> and then I get a call. Literally on Friday at about 1pm from Kitty Wills, the Stars coach, letting me know that Anna Harrison has COVID, tested positive that morning. And she's like, we're driving down to Hamilton at four o'clock. Can you jump in the van and come with us? Wow. And play tomorrow. And I tried to say, oh, I've got like my best friend's 30th tomorrow night. And she's like, well, the game's at two o'clock. I was like, oh, well, I'm at work at the moment. She's like, okay, well, you just drive down tomorrow morning. And it just, <laughs> it just, I just couldn't say no. And I think I have a soft spot for the Stars because they're the team I retired with. They were the team that I was supposed to play my 100th with. Unfinished business. Before COVID kind of hit. So I don't know. It was just, and she kind of convinced me, like, you you know, you'll only play a few minutes here and there because, you know, hopefully Kayla will be okay. She's not feeling well, but she should be okay. And then I get a text at like 10 p.m. that night. Just letting you know, Kayla's still unwell. I'm starting you. Well, and I just went into this like panic mode. <laughs> but I thought, you know what, screw it. Just have fun. So here's the other thing I want to know. <laughs> Obviously, you've known that you could be called up. So you, you must have been doing some sort of, uh, some sort of you know, staying in, in shape situation. When was the last time you played a, a competitive game of netball? Um. To your first point, I hadn't been staying in any sort of shape. <laughs> I got COVID like four weeks ago and I was kind of recovering of from that. So I hadn't been to the gym in a really long time. Um, <clears throat> I actually went on the Friday morning, thank God, just to kind of just, just, before, you got the call. just before I got the call up and felt terrible. And I got down to the game and I told the physio that. And she's like, oh, well, what about cardio? How have you been finding cardio? I kind of looked at her blankly. I was like, Shaz, the physio, I haven't done cardio in two years. Like, what Haven't you found it. And then I could just see it in her face thinking, oh, my God, we've made a big, big mistake here. Yeah. Um, but prior to that, there was a stuff article that let me know that my last game was 636 days ago. Is that right? <laughs> I, I didn't know. 
And then so I saw two, that and I was like, wow. Two years. So yeah. did you jump in the van? Or did no, you drive well, yourself was, down? I was at work. Like, I was sitting at my desk at, yeah. um, at Kruger's Wild, and I drove myself down at about 7 a.m. on Sunday morning, and netballers do captain's run morning of. Yeah. And so I went straight to the Glowbox Arena, um, formerly called Wins Arena in Hamilton, and just really, I don't know, so how did pulled you, it out somehow. <laughs> how did you sleep on Friday night? Fine. fine? Honestly, fine. Okay. We had friends over for dinner, so I kind of wasn't really thinking about it, and then... I don't know. I just, people are like, how do you think you played? Were you nervous? And all I can say is I just really didn't care. And it's, right. I just felt like nothing. It's and not like I, you were, you know. Got nothing to prove. Yeah. I, I wasn't expecting to have this big hurrah 100th game. Like none of that was on my mind. I just really wanted the girls to win. And yes. I didn't want to play badly for them and make it this big mockery. Um, so thank God we won. <laughs> I think I think anyone, mate. I filled in on a social basketball team a couple of weeks ago. That's the only thing going through anyone's head when you're in that situation. Yeah. You're like, we might not win because of me, but please God, can we not lose because of me? Well, and we were down by three at halftime. Then down, uh, sorry, by at first quarter time. Then down by two at halftime. And like, no disrespect to the Magic, but they're at the bottom of the table for mm-hmm. a reason. They're I'm not thinking, re- they're not rebuilding the castle this year. No. I was like, this is me. Anna Harrison, if she was here, she'd be getting seven games in a quarter and I've touched the ball once. <laughs> and I, at halftime, I was freaking out and expecting to be pulled off. But um, the physio handed me a little like energy gel sachet. Right. And she's like, you're staying on. I hate to tell you. little Voltaren gel. So I whacked gel. that back and got my second win in the second half and it was fine. <laughs> so you ended up playing, what, the whole game? The whole game. Oh, my God. Kitty Wills, I have words for you. That was mean. When you got out there, cause I watched the uh, I watched the highlights, um, Decent crowd there. How did that yeah. feel? Uh, I, again, I don't know. In your own Nothing. world? Yeah, in yeah. my own world. My partner actually drove down, which was really nice, with one of his mates. I wasn't expecting that. Um, and James McConey jumped in the car too and came down. <laughs> so that was kind of cool. But then in my head, all I was thinking was that he's got his phone out the whole time just trying to film embarrassing moments. Seems that he did. Um, yes. He, he did put a few of them up on social media. Were you aware of him at the time? Uh, I think I did spot them. They were kind of behind the magic goalpost in the first quarter, so I could hear them. I think like, if, um, look, Storm. if James McCartney's in a room, you're aware of him. Yes, uh, yes, so. yes, yes. He didn't bring the cowbells, though, thank God. No. I was like, mate, this is a magic side. <laughs> well, who, was, who are you cheering for here? He was there for you, um, <laughs> clearly. Yeah, uh, so, I mean, it, it was fun. It was definitely fun. But all the – I know, like, I, I know it's a – a cool story and whatever, and I'm glad it's providing some sort of entertainment, but all the, like, hoo-ha behind it, like, I just, like, I retired two years ago for a reason, you know? Yeah. yeah. You don't want the fuss. I, just from me personally, I just think it's a, such a wild, like, story that you get yeah. rung up, now all of a sudden the next day you're out there doing the damn thing. I just was so fascinated <laughs> to just hear how the whole thing works. Uh, and I, there's nothing more to it. It was literally that last yeah, minute, yeah. that kind of it's crazy like, hey, call-up. Yeah, do you want some extra work tomorrow? Well, the sharing gang's leaving in the morning. <laughs> Jump in the van. Do you know what kind of pissed me off the most? You know, like you train for 10 years as a professional athlete and you put mm. all your like life and soul into doing everything right as a professional athlete. And then I don't train for two years and I come out and I can play a full 60 minutes. Just in the same game. I thought, oh my God, I've just wasted 10 years <laughs> of my life. I could have gone to that party and I could have done that. But no, I'm just kidding. Absolutely. <laughs> um, and then any any... Celebrations after the game, obviously you got the win. Well, I still had to make it back to Auckland for my best friend's 30th. So oh I kind gosh. of got in the car straight away. They gave me, presented me a lovely big bunch of flowers and a bottle of champagne. So I re-gifted that to my friend <laughs> at the 30th. And we, we had a quick sort of, you know, glass of bubbles. 
And then I was into bed quite early and on the plane early the next morning to get to Wellington to commentate the stars playing the pulse. So that was pretty weird too. And SENZ couldn't given couldn't have given you the evening off tonight. <laughs> yeah, apparently after, not. After all of that. Couldn't leave you by yourself again. After, you know, I think there was a show a couple of weeks ago that you were a bit worried about when I had COVID. Well, to be honest, I was thankful that you got out of my way so that I could finally <laughs> talk some actual netball. Um, but aside from your only your own game over the weekend, mm. um, what, was, uh, what was the game you found the most interesting? To be honest, it was probably last night's game, um, which was the Mystics Magic, again, at home. But Grace Nwicky was not playing. No she um, sprained her ankle in a tactics game earlier in the round, which we'll, we'll go through those soon. Mm-hmm. But this game last night, it was going to be really interesting to see what the Mystics would be like be like without Grace, yeah. who was their massive goal shooter, you know, most prolific shooter in the competition. Um, and they lost by one. So uh, I think people were expecting that, but at the same time, I think the Mystics will be pretty peeved off that they can't prove that they can perform without Grace on court. Sometimes a, a, a 1-0... Uh, victory can can kind of mislead how the actual game went. Just look at the Warriors on the weekend. Thirty to thirty-two doesn't tell you the full story about what happened in that game. That was wild. I kind of saw the score and I was like, "Oh, we're down twenty-six nil or something." I was like, "Well, I won't worry about that." Yeah, twenty-six-six at half time. <laughs> well, but the thing is, we scored a try to get to that thirty points. If you know what I mean. So yeah. it wasn't like they were a genuine chance of winning that one. Yes. So were the Mystics a genuine chance of winning that one? They definitely were. Um, they were. Unfortunately, Phoenix Karaka, I mean, shout out to her finally playing a full 60 minutes. She's someone who's been quite um, vocal about her uh, recovery from having COVID. So she got a full 60 minutes out there. But I think brain fog snuck in right in the last sort of 20 seconds because she got the ball in the centre pass and threw this wild big delivery like it was meant for Grace Nwicky. <laughs> and obviously Grace wasn't on court, so it just kind of flew over. I think it was Phil DeVuy. Um, for the Mystics goal attack's head and everyone just looked at Phoenix like what was that? She was like well usually when I throw yeah, that normally it's okay and she owned up to it in the post-match interview but um, of course that was kind of the moment that screwed it for them and the Magic get their second win of the season their first win of the season came in round one also against the Mystics also without Grace and Wiki. Can I just say on the on the Magic um, I don't, this wasn't the game you played was it? Uh, Bailey Mears hit a shot over the top of her head Last night Is that last night? Yeah that's the most ridiculous shot that I've ever seen. Do you know what's even more ridiculous? She's done that. This She's done it before. The, maybe the third time in the season that that's happened. So this is what I wanted to ask you. <laughs> the commentators made it sound like she's just tossing that over her head to keep it in bounds. Do you think that she's actually thinking about putting that ball in the hoop? No, I don't. You don't? No. You just think she's like, get it, get it I back think in. She's, if I get it in and lift it, then maybe one of my teammates can have a go at getting to it. So this I is, don't think the trajectory of that one in particular was really flat really and hard. Flat. So it's I reckon how that one was pure. Just I don't know how that happened, honestly. Try find it on the web if you haven't seen it yet. Yeah, how it didn't bounce off the pole, I have no idea. <laughs> it's crazy. So you don't think we're seeing the uh, latest innovation in, in Nepal? I think the fact that she's done it three times might mean that I'm wrong in saying this. Maybe she has added this miraculous string to her bow to her arsenal you'd have to get her on um, (laughs) down the track to to find out if that is uh, true or not Uh, she's not on today uh, but Liana DeBrain is going to join the show uh, just after the next uh, ad break plus Storm's uh, team of the week we're going to find out whether she names herself in the team or not Um, plus we're going to go through game by game a breakdown of this round we'll be back right after these ad breaks uh, with Liana DeBrain 
Welcome back into Centre Pass uh, in Focus, Manaya in with the Centurion uh, Storm. And it is time to bring in our next guest, Liana DeBrain. She played on Sunday. She played on Monday. She's completing the three-peat by joining uh, Centre Pass in Focus. Now, Liana, how are you, mate? <laughs> I'm good, thank you. How are you guys? Yep, I'm I'm okay. I'm still recovering, Floyd. I'm, I'm not going to lie. So I can only imagine how you're feeling today. Please tell me you're also a little bit sore. Don't embarrass me. Oh, no, I won't embarrass you. I actually, I am buggered today, to say the least. So, yes, but everything hurts. Oh, my goodness. Well, you're someone who already answered an SOS a few weeks ago for the magic. Um, and yeah. then there was talk around that, and now you're back again for the stars magic. And I think you're playing again for the stars this Sunday. Um, <laughs> like, how easy was it for you to say yes? Oh, look, the first time I was really reluctant, as you can imagine, and you've had that phone call, and you do, you do worry, and you think, oh, my gosh, I'm not going to be fast enough, and I'm not going to be fit enough to last the whole game. But, um, yeah, I mean, you know, you, I love the game, and, and the opportunity came, and it was pretty difficult to say no, but definitely wanted to, to test the waters first before I took the court the first time. And so how did you do that? <laughs> I went to a training and then uh, I thought a deep cooler was actually there and I said, you be honest with me, mate, because if I'm, if you don't think, you know, I'm up to standard, then, and then I would expect the honest answer. But I, I actually felt quite good and I didn't feel like um, too out of place. So, you know, I just took, took a leap of faith, I suppose. <laughs> What's your secret, Floy? Because, I mean... <laughs> I, I won't give out numbers, but you you know more than ten years older than me. So how how do you do it? I really want to know your secret. I don't know, Storm. I think I, I don't know. I honestly don't know. Oh, you know I you know I love fitness and I love um, going to the gym. It's kind of like I'm in a bit of a high pressure role. Um, you know, out outside of sport these days, and and that's kind of like my relax. I, I relax there and you know get rid rid of all the frustrations of the day. And um, then I play a bit of squash on the Wednesday night. But that's pretty much what I'm doing. I haven't really run that much. But I think a muscle memory, uh, yeah, I, I believe you've got to get credit to that, I suppose. You sound like you've bounced back better than Storm. She was just telling me she had to, uh, had to physically pry her legs out of bed when she woke up the next morning. How weird is it um, playing for two different teams in back-to-back days? Yeah, I know. That was quite hard because I, you know, I kind of felt... Um, uh, quite uh, yeah torn a little bit because originally I didn't want to come I went to South Africa for a big holiday and I didn't want to just jump back on the court and gave myself a couple of weeks to get back into things um and then Kiri rang and said she you know obviously Hannah um Anna Harrison has COVID and then I, I spoke to NJ because I felt obliged to you know go back to to magic and I just wanted to do the right thing by everyone but she gave me her blessing, and then um, yeah, the next morning she was out with another player, um, Oceane Mahi, that that got um, COVID as well. So, you know, I was a little bit torn, but at the end of the day, you need to to help out, and they both clubs that's quite close to, close to my heart. So, um, yeah, I didn't feel too bad to to swap teams, and they made it pretty comfortable for me. Yeah, I think. Everyone's pretty overwhelmingly grateful that you know they're able yes. to call on people like you, Floyd, to be able to do that. Is it and weird? You. Oh gosh, <laughs> I don't know. Is it weird going back into that environment? Because obviously you're an incredibly competitive person, and you know that's part of what makes your game so great. When you go into an environment new, 
do you have to bite your tongue a bit or did you just get straight into it? How strange is that situation? Oh, Storm, you know I, I'm not very good at biting my tongue. <laughs> and, you know, the, the magic the magic was was different because I feel like they um, they were quite down in, in the dumps and it was quite good to hear. You know, I had just see the stories of 2012 when we were down by four games and we literally had to, had to win every single game from that day on and, and it actually went on to win the competition. So, you, you know, just sharing the experience more than anything else um, – Going going back to the stars, um, I, I probably was a little bit more quiet. I was, I was a bit more nervous about that game just because I, you know, I was been in South Africa and I honestly didn't do much because family time was was very limited. So I didn't want to waste half an hour to go to the gym rather than spending time with my family. Um, so yeah, I, I was probably more nervous about that one. But once I hit the court, you, you know me, I've yelled at you lots. But <laughs> yeah, that just got it back into the zone. <laughs> Were you a little bit relieved, well, or incredibly relieved, not to be marking Grace Wicky last night? Oh yes, I was actually because um, <laughs> when I got the phone call, I'm like, I can't jump anymore like that. <laughs> I probably need like <laughs> I need like a little bit of a run up, and then I might be able to reach something. But yeah, quietly. But then I was really nervous about a, a fast moving circle because you know that it's really tough to get your feet like feet around the body. Um, and uh, I mean, we don't. I don't do that stuff anymore. And you know, Storm um, from being a teammate that I was so focused on that stuff and I wanted fast feet and all that crap and I really wish I knew then what I know now and didn't spend so much time on worrying about that stuff. <laughs> I literally just said that to Manai before. Storm just said that, that she spent her entire career and now she, you know, came out for this one game and now she's thinking, well, maybe I could have gone to that, you know, had a couple of yes. drinks on that night or could have gone to that birthday party or something. I know, it's crazy, but I think it's, it does help that it's not now your full-time job and you don't have any, you know, there's no expectations, which is great. Just quickly, you did, um, I texted you this morning to see how you were and you compared last night's match to that of an um, Australian yeah. test match. Why, yeah. why did it feel that way? Because, I mean, you guys won, obviously, and it was, you know, it wasn't, without Grace and Nikki. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think everybody was saying, even Sulu Fitzpatrick was saying that was one of the hardest games she played. I think it um, it was quite a low-scoring game, so obviously quite a defensive game, so the ball kept coming back and forth, and I think that just made it really tough And because um, it was so close. And, uh, yeah, I think it was just, you know, we, we're not used to playing with people in the crowd, so you know how hot it can get in, in that that stadium with a lot of people so I think all of that stuff just created and made it feel like a, it was really intense. Are you suiting up for the stars again this Sunday? Are the rumours true? <laughs> Look I said because I'll take it day by day because um, I normally get second day blues there, so I'm actually dreading tomorrow more than I dread it today but <laughs> we'll see how I wake up in the morning and um, yeah we'll just take it from there. Now that you've actually been on court floor and, and felt the intensity and the level of netball, as a viewer, mm. what, what did you make of what you were seeing compared to how it actually felt up there? Because there's been interesting feedback on the season so far. Yeah, it, it, it has been. I think, um, you know, it, it's actually tougher. It felt tougher than it looks for me on TV because it, it felt really fast. Um, I haven't actually much watched the game itself and, and whether it looks slower or faster when you're sitting on the sideline. But it, it definitely, I feel like everybody's just fitter and stronger. Um, 
and you know they can just keep grinding it out so uh, yeah I think it was really exciting and especially because it was so close and obviously Magic hasn't really won a game um, except for their first one so it, yeah it was I know that it was just a cool buzz last night especially. Yeah, cool. And knowing that it is a Commonwealth Games year for the Silver Ferns mm. this year, mm. do you feel like we're on the right track? Is there anyone that you think's really putting their hand up at this stage of the season? Yeah, I suppose to me probably the two, and, and <laughs> yeah, obviously I'm a defender, so I look at that. But um, to me, Sulu and, and Kali Jury are playing a really good netball and they're getting their hands to ball. Especially Sulu, man, I was looking at her last night and her feet just coming around the body and she disrupt a lot of, of the ball. Um, and I think I was saying this morning, you know, Australia plays, they have timeouts and they play those two shots. It's a totally different game. So it'd be quite interesting to see how they adjust to that. Whereas we don't have to adjust to any of those rules. We can actually just play the game. But um, defence wins games, as you know. So, well, that's what I believe anyway. I might be biased, but... Um, <laughs> Yeah, I think for those two, for me, are having really outstanding season. Yeah, I've been struggling to pick between Kelly Jury and Sulu and my. I do a team yeah. of the week on this show, Floy, and it's Kelly yes. Jury. I think is one of the front runners who's been in there every week. But Sulu has been fantastic yeah. too. I totally agree. She's uh, put herself in yeah. this week, by the way. Lana. No, I haven't. <laughs> no, I haven't. Um, if, if, if I guess if. Mystics get Grace back. Do you still feel like yeah. they are the ones to beat? Who do you think is going to be in that final, and who do you think is going to take it out? Oh yeah, um, look, there's no doubt in my mind that with Grace there, it, it does. It, she, she's just a, a solid target for them, and her and Tuiava's understanding is just incredible. So, and I think. Um, you know, as part of me was really happy that I didn't play against her. It would have been quite interesting to see how much she's grown because, you know, yourself, we, we played against her a couple of years ago and I feel like from then to now, she she's definitely improved heaps. So it would have just felt, it would have been good to see, you know, even if she can handle that physicality and um, us old heads getting around it. Um, but, yeah, like, um, I, I definitely think they'll be in the final um and with the stars, I think they're growing as a team and um, they're kind of only starting to, to strike, you know, playing playing really well as a team together at the moment and bring Anna Harrison back. Their, their defensive combinations are pretty strong. Yeah, get rid of us old bags that are... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <Anna back. laughs> Floy, uh, any chance of a full-time comeback or do you think you could see yourself involved in netball in a coaching capacity? I mean, what's what's your plans for the future in the sport? Yeah, look, I would definitely not come back as a player again. I think <laughs> I, I love what I do at the moment. Um, and Caleb, as you know, is my number one. I want to be at all his rugby games or cricket games. I don't want to miss out on those those things anymore. So um, even coaching, you know, that will take me away from the game as well. Um, I'd like to go in and, and, and just have, you know, sessions maybe here and there. But to fully commit to it, probably not in in the near future while while Caleb is a priority for me and, and you know, he's got his own sporting um, goals and, and what he wants to do and I want to be right there by his side going through it. So, um, yeah, he's absolutely number one priority for me. Well, you're an absolute legend. It's so great to see you back out there. Hope to see you back out there on Sunday for you. Give yourself <laughs> a couple of days. Get in the ice. Um, but, yeah, great to chat and thanks for your time. 
Likewise, I could probably say the same to you, Storm. Rest those knees and you never know what can happen. <laughs> oh, no, mate. I don't know. I'm down and out. Br- <laughs> Brilliant. So, Thanks awesome. very much, Thank Leona. Thank you, guys. Cheers. It's Leona Brain there. I was, I was going to tell you what team she's from. She seems like she's from every team these days. Oh, no, yeah. I mean, she played magic kind of stalwart, I guess. And then I think she did a wee stint at, definitely a wee stint at the Steel, maybe a little bit of time at the Mystics, and then we finished together at the Stars. And I loved playing with her. You know, yeah. she talked about how um, she used to yell yell at me and yell at her, you know, circle edge, uh, circle defence partners. Yeah. But it was always, like, really constructive, good stuff. And I don't know, I just, I didn't care if she yelled at me. I was like, it's Leanna Dubrain telling me what to do. You <laughs> listen, Storm, and you do what she says. She knows what she's talking about. Yeah, yeah. and by the end of the season, like, I remember we played one game against Grace and Wiki, and after being absolutely smoked by her the first time we played the Mystics, we actually got on top of her and had a really great game, and I'm... Yeah, I just put a lot of that down to Floyd just being so smart and she just never gives up. So, I mean, very you cool say lady. 220-odd games? 226, equaling, equaling the Laura Langman record for so, National League matches. So hold on, she's on 226 now. I know, Are I should we... have asked her. I should have said, Floyd, you've got one you know, one more, surely, to break the record. Does the allure of breaking the record mean anything to it? Knowing Floyd, being the competitive, amazing person she is, she'll know and she'll want it. She'll <laughs> know where she's at. I'll text her in the ad break. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, did, did, did the 100 ever weigh into your thinking? No. Had you just sort of thought, Ben is in the um, other studio nodding his head frantically. Well, so the story was I was due to play my 100th. It was the one of the last games of the season in 2020, and then mm-hmm. COVID happened. And because we weren't in playoff contention that year, they just scrapped all those games. Right. And so our season was over. And so I didn't have my retirement game and I didn't have my 100th. And I was like, oh, okay. You need closure. So, I, But I got over it. You, now here just... we are. <laughs> <laughs> so you'd spend all that time making peace with the fact that you're on 99. And... Pretty much. Well, that became this funny, cool story. And I was like, well, that's my story. That's cool. Now looking back, would you rather be on uh, 99 than 100? Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> A better story. Um, all right. <laughs> We've still got plenty to come in the next half hour on Centre Pass. Coming up next, we're going to go through uh, round uh, game by game of the round, break down all of the action. And then after that, Storm is going to burn some more bridges by naming her team of the week. We'll be right back on Centre Pass after this. Welcome into Centre Pass in focus on SENZ, uh, the most capped uh, radio show in terms of <laughs> ANZ Premiership games um, in the world, I'd say. Storm, would that be fair? Uh, possibly. ANZ Premiership caps? Yeah, it'd have to be. Unless Leona DeBrain's out there doing a show with someone else that she didn't <sighs> mention. Making a show? I don't know. I don't we think so. Just had her on there. If you'd like to go back and listen to that, you can on the SENZ app or wherever you get your podcasts. And it's time now uh, for us to go through the round. Um, I brought this up before, I'm just going to say it now into a hot mic. One of the most annoying things about the ANZ Premiership is that the website has the draw, not in chronological order. But it's in round order. Does that make sense? No. Yes, it does. (laughs) So round four games are still under the round four kind of like area of the... (laughs) The draw. Yeah. But but even though they're happening like tomorrow. It's been disjointed because of uh, COVID. It is really confusing. So it's all over the show. But when you look at it, it can twist your brain into a pretzel. But let's go. What they need to do is move it down and then put in brackets around four. That's what they should have done. Just put an Excel spreadsheet up, something. I don't know. Take a photo of it. (laughs) Uh, Storm has kindly written them out for me uh, in chronological order. Yes. Unpretzeled my brain. The first game of round 10, Mystics getting the dub over the Tactics. Yes, a nice 69-58 to the Mystics. Um, This was down in Christchurch, and Tactics were in it for three quarters. And the Tactics, I mean, I talk about them a lot on this show, like they're a team that I just want to shake because they've been grand finalists (laughs) two years in a row. They've got the same lineup, they've got the personnel, and they just don't seem to 
play to their potential. It's and not they, gelling? What's what's happening, do you think? what it is. Like I say, they just need a shake. Like, they just look like they don't care. They look like... Would it be fair to say that they're... I mean, we say, I've said this before on this show, is mm. that every sport has been so disrupted. There are so many reasons, opportunities and excuses that teams have. Are there some teams that are, are kind of taking a few of those, do you Possibly, think? Possibly, just switching off of it. Just and thinking, God, this sucks. Like yeah. Every other week, I can't I can't keep track. Storms at training one day. and <laughs> <laughs> I mean, possibly. I think this team might be just feeling, dare I say it, like a little bit stale. I think they need some change-ups in the lineups. Um, I think being a bridesmaid twice in a championship final clearly has hurt them a little bit, and they've come in this season, didn't play well in the first two games, and it's just gone down from there. They haven't been able to pull out of that kind of rut. Um, But in saying that, they looked like they were going to. It was neck and neck for the first three quarters against the Mystics, like the top team of the table uh, of the competition with Grace Nwicky. And then something happened in that fourth quarter. Um, You know, the Mystics defense just really stepped it up. We've heard Liana Debrain talk about Solu Fitzpatrick. She Mm. had another great game. And... I guess, yeah, coming away with the win. But at the end of that game, I think with about eight minutes to go, Grayson Wicke went down, stood on Karen Berger, tactics goal defence foot, and did a good old ankle sprain. And when you're Amina 90-whatever she is, yeah. she's super tall, young, hasn't ever done an ankle sprain or an injury. Um, it really, really shook her. So she's in crutches, in a moon boot, sorry, on crutches, and we're not too sure what is going on there. That, that one... I can't understand how we haven't figured out a, a stop for that one. The, the standing on someone's foot, I feel like everyone's done it. Yeah. Standing on someone's foot and blowing your ankle out. I know. Especially in the shooting circle. There are eight feet that you're contending with under one small hoop. And so none of you are looking at your feet. You're not looking. I used to say to like my opposing, or sorry, my teammate in the circle, I'd be like, can you just go for rebounds because I'm too scared to jump anymore. Yeah. I'm not going to jump under there because I've done too many ankle sprains. Um, so prior to that, though, Grace Mickey had... What did I put here? She had shot 52 goals. So with eight minutes to go in the fourth quarter, she had already put up 52 goals. People marvel when like a shooter puts up 40 goals in a game. So, I mean, she's just unbelievable and a really, really big loss for the Mystics yeah. at the moment. Hopefully she's back in action soon. Next match of the round, uh, round 10, Stars getting the dub over the Magic. I mean, do we need to talk about that? Thoughts one? on that game, Storm. <laughs> I want to talk about the attacking end of the Stars for this game. Oh, I want to talk about the defense. Oh, well, we've talked about that. <laughs> we've talked about that. Honestly, uh, something just like clicked in the Stars attacking end, and they were playing the most beautiful, free flowing, specky, full of flair netball I've ever seen. And it was just a privilege to watch down the other end under my hoop, kind of going, Yeah, girls, I'm shit, I'm on defense. B- best seat in the house. Yeah, 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 exactly. But um, Gina Crampton, Mila Rowley Buchanan, and Maya Wilson played collectively the best game I've seen them play so that's the goal shoot wing attack and centre just yeah. playing with so much freedom um, yeah they just really clicked so I feel like that was kind of like the start of their little upwards trajectory there. and I'm hoping that they're peaking at the right time because last season they won the first six games and everyone thought they were the ones to beat and then just went wah, wah, and didn't make the final. Something I want to add to the show is a uh, sting or a sound effect for when I'm about to ask a stupid question. Um, <laughs> but I've but I've got one. Okay. No Jamie, questions, a stupid question. Jamie Hume, um, obviously an attacker, but mm. she was so disruptive, I thought, when the other team got the ball. What? This, it's, is, is that a new role? Is this a, you know, the defensive attacker? It's so important now because in netball these days, shooters are getting taller, attacking ends are getting better. It's really hard to get defensive ball. So there's more emphasis on like a full team of seven defenders. Yeah. And Jamie Hume, 
she's got mad hops and obviously is a, yeah really smart timing so it's just effortless she just seems to somehow get herself or her body in the right place just to chuck a hand up and get turnover ball uh bailey mears is another goal attack who does the same thing and these days teams you know nolan toto she'll be looking at attackers who can defend as well because she'll know how important it is so yeah i'm glad you noticed that because i'm a big fan of it. it makes my job a lot easier well it's yeah like you said there's only seven people on the court. Yeah. They need to be doing everything they can. And I also kind of think that quite often coming out of that end, it almost seems like a formality. Right, let's just get the ball down the other end. Oh, exactly. And, oppor- and an opportunity for if you are, you know, a player like Jamie Hume to get out there and just catch someone sleeping every now and then. Oh, exactly. Totally. And because we're on defence making the way down the court, we're not very good on attack. And you kind of so think... it's the time to pounce. If you've just played your heart out, uh, either forced an intercept or, or a rebound... Mm. You're like, yes, done the job. Oh, exactly. Your turn now. They always say that's the best time to try and get an intercept on yeah. that first ball. Seemed like she was doing it as well. Yeah, she's um, on to it. Moving on to the next game of the round, <clears throat> the tactics uh, edging out the steel. Yeah, so this was the following day on the Sunday, so the tactics backing it up. Um, and the steel, you know, they were sitting in that third position pretty much all season, looking really good, pulling out some amazing wins over some big dog teams. So this was really great for the tactics. And I guess riding that momentum or understanding, I guess, that they played so well for three quarters the day before and must have been pretty pissed off at themselves for losing. Um, They came out and just ground out a really good win against the Steel, who aren't easy to beat. You know, they don't make many mistakes. So it was really great to see Tapia Selby-Rickett, who's the goal attack for the tactics, shoot at 90%, I think. And we haven't seen many goal attacks do that in this competition. So good win for the tactics there. Stats. Stats. The Stars back in action again in the fourth game of the round. Uh, the last one we'll go through. Uh, they take out the Pulse. Yes. Now, this was another great game because the Stars, obviously we played in the in Hamilton on the Saturday. They had to drive straight back up to Auckland immediately after the game and get on a plane and fly to Wellington. Planes, trains and automobiles. And then play in Wellington the next day. And that wouldn't normally happen. Again, we've talked about it. It's the COVID situation. Um, but that's probably the toughest card that's been dealt to a how, team. How would that normally work then? They would... You just wouldn't play the next day in Wellington. Oh, I, right, I'm thinking that one of these games must have been a makeup game. Yeah, right. I thought um, you were going to say you fly out of Hamilton. Surely they don't have an airport in Hamilton. Shout out to all of our Hamilton listeners. They definitely have an airport in Hamilton. <laughs> But I think there I probably know. wouldn't be a flight. I don't know. Maybe, yeah, I'm not sure. Wouldn't it be was a flight. A, it was a late. There wouldn't be a flight directly. Because flight there's no win. airport <laughs> in Hamilton. If you're listening in Hamilton, please get in touch, double eight, double three. Um, we don't need to go over the Magic Mystics round. I feel like we already... Well, we didn't even talk about the Stars Pulse. I want to talk <laughs> oh, about I'm it. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We just talked about airports. My bad. Gosh. Very airport focused. <laughs> just really quickly, another great one from the Stars because... Uh, in 16 historical ANZ Premiership matches, I think the Pulse had won 13. So the Pulse are like the Stars bogey team. Right. Um, and the last time they played them, they actually won by one. And everyone thought, wow, this miraculous victory for the Stars and it won't happen again. Um, and they pulled it out of the bag and took a five-point win, which has now got them at second equal with the Pulse on the ladder, which is really, really exciting. It's kind of looking like... Mystics Pulse Stars are going to be the three teams at the top now with only sort of three rounds to go in the competition. Top three settled themselves out from the uh, the bottom three there, it looks like, on the ladder at least. Uh, we're going to go to a quick ad break uh, so that I can Google whether Hamilton has an airport or not. On the other side of this, uh, we're going to go through Storm's Team of the Week. Uh, we're going to go through Storm's Team of the Week in just a moment, but I took the uh, liberty in that ad break, as did Storm, to do a bit of research on Hamilton and whether it does have an airport, and it does. 
172 flights every week. That's 26 flights every weekday. Five direct routes. Uh, you can fly to Hawke's Bay. You can fly to Palmerston North. You can fly to Wellington. Uh, you can fly to Nelson. And you can fly to Christchurch. 26 flights a day. 26 flights every weekday. So, oh, okay. That, so the same thing. More on the weekends. I almost feel like you need to apologise. Oh, I'd like to take this uh, opportunity to apologise to the people of Hamilton and the wider Waikato region, um, certainly the people of Hamilton Airlines, that who <laughs> operates out of there. I'm and the Jet Park Hotel. And the Jet Park Hotel, the great people at the Jet Park Hotel. We hope to see you down there uh, at some point. Now, it is the time that we've all been waiting for. It is time for Storm to burn some bridges uh, and name her Team of the Week. <laughs> and the time that I've been looking forward to, particularly because I want to know if Storm's named herself. Well... I don't want to give anything away, but you you have to know I have not named myself. <laughs> oh, did someone else write the list then? <laughs> no, I'm just not in there. Okay. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, where do you want to start? At the front, at the back? Let's leave uh, the defenders <laughs> for last. Okay. So we're starting with goal shoot then. Yes. And this week it makes me very happy to say, from a selfish Silver Ferns perspective hat on kind of space, Maya Wilson is my goal shoot of the week. I think the first one of the season, in her back-to-back games, she shot at 95% and 86%. You had the best seats in the house to watch it. Yes, I sure did. And that's after coming off some pretty, she'd admit, pretty not great performances. Um, And she was shooting around the, you know, 60s and 70% kind of area and ended up, sorry, ended up being benched. So to see her come out after that, and like we've seen her in the past, kind of go down in herself a little bit when this has happened in previous seasons. Um, I'm just stoked that that happened. And like I said, you know, when we were going through the rounds, um, her play on court, like she's spinning left, right and centre. Mm. She's holding for high balls. She's presenting for the front space and shooting from anywhere. So it's great to see her hit some form at the right time. I've got, I've got a, um, another stupid question to ask. Mm. She seems like the kind of player that would drive me insane at social netball because every time you turn around, she's got a body on you, yeah. you're out of position again, and now she's got the ball right under the hoop. You, and you know why? So she's a basketball. I, ah. think, I think she even played for the Tall Ferns. I watched one of the defenders turn around and just bounce Boom. off her like a brick wall, yeah. and then all of a sudden it looked like she was the only girl in the, in the circle. She spends the whole time of play while the ball's coming down thinking about how can I block this defender out, how yeah. can I screen this player, how can I present this space. So she's trying to do that on purpose. Cool that you noticed. All right, Yunra, next submission to the team of the week. Goal attack. Again, very happy to say this. Someone who's been in the Ferns and was dropped last year, but it's Tapia Selby Rickett. And I think, Ben, is that the second week in a row that it's, yeah, being Tapia Selby Rickett. Uh, Another one, goal attack that shot at 90% in game one, 84% in game two. Uh, this is great, and I'm sure it'll make Nolan Toto very happy because the goal attacks haven't been shooting well in this competition. So... Shot tapes. Are we going to move back to wing attack? Yeah, I've gone with Gina Crampton from the Stars. Um, another one who hasn't had, by her standards, a really good season. Um, and it's definitely taken her a while to kind of find her groove. And she did that in both games. She was player of the match in game one. In game two, Mila, her partner in the midcourt there and in the centre bib, was player of the match. But they both could have got it. Um She's just clever. You know, she just swings the ball well. She's speedy. Um, and it actually finally looked like she was having fun over the weekend, which is good to see. Moving back now to centre. Kimmy Otapoi, who we were going to talk to tonight, but unfortunately she couldn't quite make it. So Do we remove her from the team? No. 
Maybe. <laughs> no, Kimmy, we forgive you. We'll try to get her on the show next week. Um, she's the new captain of the tactics this year. And um, it's her defensive game that gets me really excited because we know she's a great attacker. She's one of the fittest players in the league. Um, I think, you know, she scores over 20 in the yo-yo test, which is unbelievable for anyone who knows what a yo-yo is. Um, and, uh, you know, while she's working so hard on attack for the tactics who are, you know, struggling at times, she never gives up. And then she gets on defence and she's like Jamie Hume. She just picks up these incredible intercepts. And just makes a pest of herself. And it's not your job, you know. Like you're supposed to sit there and help out and make the others in the back look good, but she's out there getting all the intercepts herself, which is great. I love watching her play. Moving back down the court, wing defence. I've gone with Holly Fowler from the Stars. Um... Holly has been sharing the wing defence bib with Kayla Johnson this season, but Kayla has been sick, and so Holly played her first 60 minutes against the Magic and then had to back that up with another 60 minutes against the Pulse and played incredibly well. Um, She's just a workhorse. She's kind of one of those players that works the body really well. She's not particularly flashy, but she shuts down her wing attacks and got a couple of really crucial intercepts, and for someone who hasn't played back-to-back 60 minutes in netball all season, uh, she did a, a great job. Moving back now to goal defence, who have you got? I've actually gone with Liana Debrain. Um, ah. I just think having to play for one team, back it up and play for another the Incredible. next day, and play really, really well for both teams with different defensive partners, different game plans, in a different dress. Um, you know, she had two games in her half against the Pulse. The Pulse are notoriously hard to get ball off. Five games against the Mystics last night. She's 44. Uh, I'm just, you know, she's incredible. Blown away. Yeah, blown away. My knees here are hurt hearing her talk about it. <laughs> um, and finally, goalkeeper. No surprises here. Storm nah. No, I've gone with Kelly Jury. Um, even though she was part of a losing pulse side on Sunday night, which hasn't happened very often, she had nine deflections <clears throat> in a half of netball. So deflections, just getting her arms in the way. Like, just teams aren't learning that Kelly Jury has these incredibly long arms and they're getting in the way. <clears throat> I'm so sorry. And then by the end of the game, she had 10 games. So that's deflections that have been turned into intercepts or rebounds. Um, I've talked about her week in, week out, getting seven, eight, nine games. She had 10 on Sunday against... um, against the Stars and, and a losing team. So just shows that she never gave up and her whole team should apologise to her because she played amazingly. Absolutely. And I'd like to apologise uh, on behalf of Storm for anyone who may have been offended and, and, and hurt that they didn't make Storm's team of the week this week, including yourself, Storm. It's, it's actually really hard to do now. I bet. Because teams are starting to find their form. Like, I really easily could have had, um, you know, Phoenix Cutica in that goal debib, Sully Fitzpatrick in that goal keep, Grayson Wiki, although because she injured herself, she didn't quite make it in there. Um, I nearly had the entire Stars team, to be honest, in the second. <laughs> and I thought, no, Too Storm. close to it. Yeah, Too close to it. I know. So, yeah, I'd be interested to see. I know we talk about it, who, who is the front runner. I'm starting to think now Kelly Jury has probably made the most appearances in my team. Well, you don't need to guess because Ben's been keeping track and at the end of the season, I feel like you can put together your team of the year just based on pure stats. You know, you're a big fan of uh, of your stats. we only got about 20 seconds left here on the show. God, that's flying by. Um, one last time, congratulations on the ton, Storm, and we'll leave it there. We won't need to bring it up again. What, ga- what game are you most looking forward to this weekend? Magic Steel tomorrow. It'll be a goodie. Brilliant. Tune in. Thanks very much for joining us on Centre Pass in Focus. We'll see you next week.